Coming up on today's federal newscast, a U.S. soldier is sent to prison for providing sensitive documents and military equipment to who he thought were members of ISIS. The Office of Special Counsel reprimands a handful of White House officials for getting a little too political. And the White House's Postal Task Force has some harsh suggestions for getting USPS's finances in order. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. A U.S. soldier gets 25 years in prison for providing government materials and military equipment to ISIS. The Justice Department says Army Sergeant First Class Ikaika Kang gave undercover FBI agents he believed had connections to ISIS, non-public military documents, and also a small aerial drone, military chest rig, and other military-style clothing and gear. The sensitive materials included the U.S. military's weapons file, details about a sensitive mobile air space management system, various military manuals, and documents containing personal information about U.S. service members. Airmen are retiring at a rate higher than any other military service. A Government Accountability Office report finds they reach retirement eligibility at a rate 10 to 15 percent higher than other service members. GAO's findings may persuade lawmakers to make the Air Force carry a heavier load on retirement contributions. Currently, all military services contribute the same amount to a military retirement fund. The Pentagon proposes new rules to crack down on one of the defense industry's most hated contracting methods. The rules would put new limits on how and when DOD officials can award contracts on a lowest price, technically acceptable basis. They come two years after Congress ordered the department to issue them, and a month after the Government Accountability Office noted that DOD's been dragging its feet on the issue. Among other provisions, they'd require that contracting officers justify their decisions to use LPTA in writing and explain why a best value award is not appropriate. Federal agencies are starting to implement a congressional directive meant to ease the paperwork burden when they use each other's acquisition services. This year's defense authorization bill removed a requirement which told agencies they had to make a best procurement determination for interagency acquisitions. The FAR Council is working to make the change government-wide. Yesterday, the Defense Department issued a final rule to implement a small part of it. Six White House officials are found to be in violation of the Hatch Act. The Office of Special Counsel says the group of employees, which includes Principal Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah, posted tweets supporting candidate Donald Trump and the Republican Party, including the Trump campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. The original complaint was filed by the watchdog group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. OSC said back in March, federal employees cannot use the slogan or related hashtags and campaign materials on official social media accounts. Veterans Affairs is told not so fast in the firing of a surgeon-turned-whistleblower. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Thoracic surgeon Robert Cameron gets a 45-day stay of his termination, pending an investigation by the Office of Special Counsel. He was let go after blowing the whistle on alleged poor anesthesia practices in the VA's Los Angeles Medical Center. OSC says that, given Cameron's record, the termination may have been unlawful retaliation. His supervisor had pushed him to retire a day before the firing date. I'm Tom Temin. 
The White House's Postal Task Force calls for rolling back collective bargaining rights for postal unions. Its long-awaited report finds postal employees are better paid than their private sector counterparts, but also faults the Postal Service for pre-funding health benefits for future retirees. USPS defaulted on nearly $7 billion in payments to the fund in fiscal 2018. Another federal agency CIO is on the move. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Transportation Department Chief Information Officer Vicki Hildebrand is leaving after just over a year on the job. Hildebrand announced her decision Tuesday in an email to staff, which Federal News Network obtained. She says her decision to leave is solely based on the need to be closer to her family in Vermont. She's been commuting back and forth to Washington since starting as DOT's CIO in October 2017. During her time as CIO, Hildebrand sought to reshape how the agency uses technology across nine areas, including shrinking the IT footprint and implementing intelligent software. I'm Jason Miller. Federal employees who received relocation reimbursements this year for moves before 2018 will not have to pay taxes on that money. But those employees who moved after January 1, 2018 will face tax liabilities. The General Services Administration explains the IRS's guidance from September. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 suspended the ability to deduct moving expenses starting in 2018. Taxpayers get an extra day to file any return or pay any tax originally due on December 5th. With agencies closed today out of respect for late President George H.W. Bush, the IRS says the one-day extension will apply to any return that's required to be filed with it. Six new locality pay areas are finalized by the Office of Personnel Management, just in time for January 2019. OPM will issue a final rule later this week. Employees in Birmingham, Alabama, Burlington, Vermont, Corpus Christi, Texas, Omaha, Nebraska, San Antonio, Texas, and Norfolk, Virginia will have their own locality pay area just in time for their first paycheck in 2019. Over 70,000 employees may see a change in pay. And the Agriculture Department is changing its Federal Pathways Internship Program. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue says the department will hire interns interested in specialized fields from across the country. They'll get on-the-job experience, mentoring, and training tailored to their interests in education. Perdue says students will have an easier time applying this year. USDA hired 3,000 interns last year. Half came from the Federal Pathways Program. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.